0: This is the Transformation Bros Podcast. Here are your hosts, Jason and Nathan. Hey guys, welcome to episode number 28 of the Transformation Bros Podcast. Yeah, hey guys. Thanks and for listening as always. Something very exciting for you today. We've yeah. got another interview. Yep. Our second interview. I hope you really enjoyed the one with JC the other day. We certainly enjoyed doing that. And we thought, man, if someone comes up that we would really love to talk to and we think would add to this. Uh, rambling, nonsensical thing <laughs> uh, that we call a show.
1: Yeah, we actually had to do this because Robin had such good questions in the Facebook group. Oh, that's and, right. And um, in trying to answer those took us a couple of episodes. It did. So we really needed to speak directly with Robin and,
0: yeah. That's right. Uh, so Robin Gooding is our guest today and Robin is a badass powerhouse entrepreneur. Yeah. She's got a lot of experience in business and yeah, she's... follower. Yeah, we follow. I actually lived with Robin and her husband, Brendan, in Japan. Uh, Brendan was a, a pilot, the same airline that I was at when he used to fly. Mm. And so that's how I first met Robin. And now we've kind of gone on this parallel path where she's got into business coaching. And I'm also into coaching. So it's been really cool. I was a guest on her podcast a couple nice. of months ago. That was really enjoyable. And the reason you tell me what, what you were interested in, Jace, but the reason I wanted to talk to her because – She is incredibly feminine. And, you know, we've been talking about masculine feminine energy a lot. I resonate more with the feminine energy. And it really intrigues me that how can somebody so wonderfully feminine and radiant also be like a badass powerhouse in business? Mm. I've struggled to figure out that for myself. Like, how can I remain in my feminine energy and be really radiant, flowing, and... um, And still kind of get shit done Yeah, Without going into my masculine Yeah, And so that's a big part of the conversation And we kind of bounced around a few different topics But she really bought the goods In terms of of helping with that
1: Yeah, and she came up with a couple of ideas About how to do that as well And how she does it Like at the end of the day And transitions back So yeah, I think you'll find it really interesting We just absolutely loved it We did So uh, enough rambling from us Enjoy this conversation With the wonderful Robin Good.
0: Let's talk about you. So talk about your coaching and what you do now and just who you work with, just so we can get a feel with, you know, of who you are and what you do.
2: Yeah. So briefly, I work with service-based entrepreneurs, so coaches, healers, lightworkers. I would say my niche is really the soulful entrepreneurs. It's the people who are really dedicated to making an impact with their work. So they're yeah. typically very creative, very heart-led, very – um, driven by impact, which makes it hard for them sometimes to turn a profit, right? Because a lot of the time it's work they would do for free. So Mm. they come to me to implement a strategy, to structure their business with systems and organization. And then part of my work is integrating the soul stuff. So mindset, alignment, all of that. So that they don't have to let go of that beautiful part of themselves that, you know, the heart led version of themselves. And that gets integrated into their strategy and uh, they're early stage. So they're not yet making six figures. And then the goal is to get them to at least six figures.
0: Wow. So wow. cool. Yeah. yeah. I know there's like so many people that are listening that just went, um, that's me. Like <laughs> you just described my life because there were a lot of those type of people here. You, yeah. I, I follow you on Instagram. You're at Robin.Gooding. Correct. on Instagram. We'll put that in the show notes and you have so much good content. Um, I think particularly yeah. for female entrepreneurs, is that
2: fair? Yeah, definitely. I work, I do actually have male clients, but I'm very, <laughs> I'm very much working with identifying women. Definitely. And I'm like really focused on integrating feminine into business. So I think that's why a lot of them are kind of called to me.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, let's start there. Cause that's a great topic. So yeah. we, you asked a question, a really fun question in the group. Um, a couple of, of weeks ago and unknowingly sort of opened two podcast episodes yeah. of discussion <laughs> thank between. You, by the way, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> thank, well, you. thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it was really about how not to lose yourself um, in business or um, how to honor yourself whilst also um, trying to be someone in a relationship. How do you set boundaries without letting people down? You know, mm-hmm. um, where did that question come from? Where did that? come up for for you? Was it for you personally? Was it from clients?
2: Um, Well, a bit of both. I don't know if you can relate to this, but oftentimes when we're working with clients, there's a bit of a mirror there. (laughs) And (laughs) in our own life, we're dealing with something, maybe we're a little bit further ahead, but there's a new layer of healing, right? And so I noticed a lot of my clients were starting to have these conversations about, When you're saying yes to a dream, it sounds exciting, but there's a ton of grief that comes into playing bigger and taking that step because you actually have to let go of a lot of things sometimes, Mm. whether that's an identity or um, a story that sabotages you but has served you or relationships change, your values change, how you see the world changes, and so now you've started to question uh, relationship dynamics, your upbringing, your trauma, all of it kind of surfaces. Yeah. And so... It's definitely it's
0: a, been true for us too. Yeah, you know, all of that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. our yeah. business yeah. as
2: well. Because w- in business, it's like this giant mirror, like reflecting you mm-hmm. and, and we have to grow if we want our business to grow. And so we have these conversations regularly. And for me, there's always a new layer because I certainly... Consider myself a recovering people pleaser. Yeah, yeah, they say that okay. most people pleasers started out as parent pleasers, and that's a hundred percent me.
0: Damn, I haven't heard that one. That's good. Yeah, it's really good.
2: Yeah, so it's been a journey for me in unraveling some of that like codependency, and and then how that shows up in my closest relationships, and in my marriage, and even in my business, and and my client relationships, like where do we hold ourselves in a safe boundary where we can still be connected with each other. But at the end of the day, we are honoring our own sovereignty at all times.
1: Oh, that's a big one. Yeah, that's right. Um, The course that I'm doing, and I I haven't um, put any of this into actual practice for myself yet. So that's the caveat for anyone listening, but the, The theory is that a woman doesn't need to have boundaries as long as, yeah, as long as she's communicating with her vulnerable feelings and being responsible for that communication. So, the Mm. being responsible means not using it as a manipulation, like using feelings as a manipulation, but Mm -hmm. actually just genuinely sharing her feelings without trying to get an outcome. And the theory behind it is that then people will honor those feelings and things will happen in in relation to that, or you will drift away from those people because they obviously don't take those feelings into account. So it's quite an interesting mm. topic.
2: Wow. That is fascinating to me. I mean, my immediate thought is, is the boundary that you're in a safe relationship.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think that's because that's relationship, right? Yeah. Well, that's not work related. Yeah. Um, but in relationship, yeah, because but that's the that that's why so many feminine people um, or, or or women, feminine women or men uh, mm-hmm. struggle to, to communicate in feelings and have to put up boundaries because the relationship hasn't been safe or they've yes. been around unsafe men. Exactly. Yeah, and so it's really hard then if you're with a man that is safe or trying to become safe or is committed and devoted to being that. You have to find a way to let that boundary
1: down, or else yeah. it's going to be a block. There's now going to be kind of a a block but in your, your communication. Yeah, that's right. Because you'll technically be leading if you're holding on to a boundary mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So which is a masculine trait.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: very nuanced. I mean, that's so why we're nuanced. talking about it because it's not like this is a magic wand that people are going right. to particularly be able to just change and just no. let let go because it is all based around safety. Mm-hmm. and of course a woman should always feel safe
2: so to me safety requires you know sort of like an agreed upon set of conditions yeah so is that like a conversation is that a feeling is that an implication in these relationships how how deep do you go before you know you're you have that safety
1: Mm, yeah great that's question right. great question
0: I think that that's for me I because I'm you know starting out in a new relationship and so mm-hmm. we're having a lot of these conversations and I'm like this is not it does this doesn't just happen <laughs> there's yeah. no way this just happens like this is it starts out super messy and then you kind of figure <laughs> out the rules of the game and how you want to play and
2: yeah
0: I think it's you know you you made the comment after the podcast that we recorded um can remember what the episode number was. If people want to listen, yeah. probably should look that up. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, show noted it up. Show notes is the cover all for <laughs> yeah. any mistake yeah. in the show. Um, you said something around. Oh, you realize um, you maybe haven't been honoring your feminine energy, or haven't mm-hmm. been sharing your feelings, or you've you had a little insight around that. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's what I've been finding when I've been starting this new relationship. Is like, oh. I'm fucking it up all the time. I keep getting it wrong. I keep judging. I keep getting out of my feelings. I keep leading. But yeah. I'm, I'm committed to something deeper. And I know when I drop into that place is where I can feel in those moments, oh, that feels so good. Yeah. So that's what keeps me going, oh, as, as much as this is messy and I'm not getting it right, I want to keep trying because I know I can find, I, there's a, I can find a truth in there about that yeah. way of relating.
2: Yes, I love that. I deeply resonate with that. Prior to my current relationship, my husband, we've been together since 2012, so almost 10 years. And
0: I was, out. Just, I was at the wedding. Yeah, it was yeah. beautiful. Wow. It was in Verona, Italy. Most romantic wedding ever. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, I
2: only planned it for 20 years, so
0: <laughs> <laughs> Very feminine. But, but actually. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Um, but, you know, he met me. I was... I just turned 23 and I was a baby, you know, yeah. and I had just come out of a relationship that was my first real love and and sort of I think our our first serious relationship really does fortunately or unfortunately set the sort of like compass for future <laughs> relationships. Mm. And in that relationship, I was very in my feminine and it wasn't safe to be in my feminine. Oh
0: wow, yeah.
2: And so then when I met Brendan, I like. Can, can I pause
0: you there, Robin? Just yeah. sorry, because that's so interesting.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I, is it also, I'm guessing that first relationship, you also have no idea who you are. You don't totally. really know how to communicate. You don't even really know what feminine or not. Ma- so it's like, yeah, yeah sure. You, you got, now I'm like mansplaining your relationship.
2: <laughs> no, 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 no I does it, He does this to me all the time.
0: <laughs> it's good. But it's like I I do this too all the time where I look back and I go oh man this has happened to me before but it's like well it happened before but you were twenty so like you're in your thirties now like it's it's kind of hard to relate to those two people almost totally
2: and I didn't have the the vocabulary like I didn't know masculinity versus femininity or what like that really was but how I would describe it is I felt like I was soft I felt like I was open and vulnerable and um a little bit submissive in a, in a healthy way like just happy not to, as you said not to be the leader and happy mm. to to sort of take um, a back seat in in a healthy way but it it ended up with me having a totally broken heart and and just sort of saying like I'm never going to be in this position again so I'm always going to sort of like, I do not even know if this is the right word, but be a ball buster so that the guy knows he's like he not ever going to. Yeah. Like don't even think about it. And Man, I
0: think that's so common. What you yeah. say, yeah. it's such a common and yeah. probably quite a natural response. Yeah.
2: Totally. Cause it's, it's just your protection. Right. And that's, and that's what's sad. And I think for Brandon, it was hard. You know, I obviously I can't speak for him, but from those early stages, you <laughs> in a way I think he was attracted to me for it
1: because
2: Mm. he'd always been the boss in his relationships. And, and like, Mm. now it was kind of like he he couldn't get what he wanted for the first time ever maybe. And for me, it was like, like, take it or leave it. I don't care. I'm in control. And I'm, I'm like calling the shots. And it was great until it was awful because I don't want to be the, I don't want to be in that role. And he didn't want me to be in that role, and it was like two alphas.
0: Was there a know? moment you realized that that you didn't want to be in that role? Like, when was the moment you realized it wasn't working?
2: Um, after we were together for about six months, we were like, we went, we moved really quickly. I really loved him really early on, and it was one of those like big. He's I pretty love lovable. You. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Shout out to him. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'll get his consent after this episode to talk Great. to all of this.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's better to apologize than ask permission. Absolutely.
2: Exactly. Yeah, we'll lead with that. Um, but <laughs> about six months after we were together, we were in Whistler on New Year's Eve and we broke up. And mm. it was, I don't think we knew exactly what was 100% not working. We just knew that, or he didn't, like I knew, I knew deep in my heart that there was something missing. And and for me, it was that I felt like the relationship was a little bit beige, not in terms of chemistry, but just in terms of the alpha energy, you know, like there there, there wasn't that alpha energy because I was being the alpha. And I was just in that like victim mentality of blame, blame, blame. And then we had this brief breakup where I was just, I was working with a coach, my first ever life coach. And I was just like, holy crap, like this is all me. This is me just being the alpha when I don't want to be the alpha
0: ouch and i th- that moment i cuz i think a lot of people are going to resonate with that moment like mm. i love how you describe the relationship as beige that's mm-hmm. a lack of polarity yeah like you're describing a lack of spark yeah
2: yeah and it wasn't physical you know and so that's where you get into mm. your head because you're like oh but this is <laughs> this is good and like there's sexual chemistry and there's all these amazing things and i like really deeply respect him and we have fun together and our adventures are epic but like there's this nagging thing
0: Wow! Yeah. I, I that oh man, that getting in your head around this stuff. Like,
2: yes.
0: I, I'm re- quickly realizing just in relationship and a polarized relationship, the feminine can't solve anything in the head. Like, mm-hmm. this gives me all the wrong answers. This gives me it's all logical, it all makes sense, but it's all wrong. Yes. Like it, all the answers, I'm putting my hand on my chest. All the answers are in here for me. Like, yes. what am I feeling? When am I uncomfortable? Mm. What am I noticing? What What am I? What do I want more of in my body? You know that's totally. that's the truth. This is all just nonsense.
2: hundred percent unhelpful nonsense.
1: And do you feel a um a vulnerability to share in that way though from that space? Is that easy? Is that hard? Is that what stops you doing it? And Has you go in your head? I don't.
0: No, it's just I live in my head all day, and I'm in my head for my business. I'm in my head for building the mm. house. I'm, mm. you know, it's just where I solve problems. So I'm just naturally there. Yeah. But it's I, I don't find it vulnerable. I just find it like not not I don't go there naturally. <laughs> it's not my first yeah. stop when I'm trying to solve a problem. It's well, oh, what is my body saying? Yeah. You know, yeah. so that's something I'm having to like train myself in and go, mm. yeah. But when I when I actually get there and I find it, oh, it's just so much truthier. Yeah. I keep coming back to truth because it's like, oh, there's so much truth now. And when mm-hmm. I do share that, then it gives my partner the chance to respond to it and try and make it better and you know
2: yeah now we're
0: working with something real
2: well I don't think our society values feelings or emotions as an indicator of getting to your your truth right and so we're not ever trained like I tell Isla all the time very
0: logical society yes traditionally
2: yeah I Mm. my four-year-old daughter and I tell her all the time you know what is your body telling you what does Normal. that feel like in your body? Like I want her to honor her body's mm. wisdom because I was never taught that. I literally lived not even in my throats. I think I literally <laughs> lived in my head up, you know, Yeah. yeah. eyebrows
0: North. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly.
0: I do this too with my male clients because, you know, that's a, a feminine gift I can give to my male clients because mm-hmm. uh, you know, in, in the, the polarized relationship, we don't really want our, our Men or, or our masculine partners dumping out their emotional stuff yeah. onto their feminine partner because that creates a lack of polarity. But they still need to be tuned into their feminine energy so that they can feel their feminine partner. If mm. they're completely shut down to their own bodies and their feelings, they're not going to feel anything. They're not going to have any idea what to do. So right. I often, when I, when our coaching group, I have a uh, my clients in a, a group as well. So my one on one clients also come to. A, a men's group call every two weeks. And that's a chance where I say, what are you feeling? Like what's actually you happening? And I get them to tune into their feminine and share their sadness, you know, share their anger, wow. share their frustration and their celebration, yes. which is so healthy for men to do in that space. In, in that space. Yeah, in a men's know. space, Yeah. Yeah because men still have to find a place to be supported. The feminine can turn to their man, but then oftentimes the man has nowhere to turn. So he feels the weight of the world on his shoulders. He's holding the responsibility, the relationship, the family, the mortgage. And it's like, it's too heavy. So, We've got to get better
1: at having places for him to turn. Yeah, because traditionally they do turn to their partners and this (laughs) creates more conflict and more unease because now the woman feels um, obligated or yeah, unsafe. Yes, very good point, but also obligated to help, which is then Mm -hmm. heavy. So she can't be in her own energy uh, doing what she needs to do for her man.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm. And this is all on the top of a mother wound where yeah. he naturally goes to his mum yeah. for a cuddle and support, but then replaces that with his partner. Yeah. So it's like it all
1: kind of doubles on yes. onto itself. Yeah. yeah. Made oh. so much sense to me when I learned that. I was like, oh, wow, that's what's been happening with me for years. Yeah. yeah.
2: Wow. That's beautiful. Does that,
1: does that resonate?
2: Yeah, deeply. I grew up with three brothers, right? I would say oh, yeah, my, wow. my household growing up, if, if it was an energy, it was heavily masculine. <laughs> yeah. Wow. yeah. And That's the
0: same for um, our sister. Our, our eldest sibling is our sister. And okay. then the three brothers and then yes. me. I'm like, they, Robin has a younger brother that was born.
2: 16 years? years later.
0: 16 years later. That's yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. I'm the, and his name is Nathan as well. Shout oh, wow. out to Nathan. Yeah. <laughs> we have a very similar dynamic. Wow. Yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So tell and, us about yours. Well, I just... I think it's so beautiful that we're becoming a society that is learning to talk about the masculine and feminine because it's so healing, Mm -hmm. and especially as part of you know the equality conversations and all of that that's been happening in the world over the last few decades, on different levels. But it it doesn't fully honor the role of both in society. It sort of pits them against each other instead of thinking about how we can really come together and support and love and honor the beauty of being different, like truly.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jason and Nathan. You said, you mentioned somewhere, I can't remember one of your comments how like you realized that it was like the...
2: The, the traditional mis- gender roles?
0: Yeah, Oh no, it was more about like, like the feminist movement and kind uh, of like the, not beating up on the feminist movement, but you kind of said like it was my misinterpretation of the feminist movement
2: mm-hmm.
0: and, and how to respond to that. And I think that's such a good insight to say we're kind of, hitting each other it's like man versus woman and so it's yeah. like man man is evil women need to rise and man, men need to be punished while exactly. women rise and then that hasn't really worked either no. so it's well, like it
2: can't work because it's just in blame
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly it's just, just all ego
2: yeah. yeah and ultimately you know i grew up with the older school feminism that i interpreted as in order to meet for me to be successful in this world, I essentially have to live like a man does, act like a man does, yes, do wow. what a man does, navigate the world the way a man does. You know, yes. don't be dramatic, don't be emotional, don't be yes. sensitive, don't be in your feelings, don't do like just so many don'ts. And wow. I never had a model for me on how to like truly be feminine and get what I wanted. Yeah. You know? Wow.
1: Yeah, that's beautiful. And a lot of um, parents will bring up their children's like, don't be, um, or be a leader. You know, Mm -hmm. don't give in to people. Be strong. You're a strong girl. Like all of those things are great, but they can be misleading in respect to just what you said then.
2: Yeah. Like, how can we actually honor the role of women in society and the natural gifts that women bring to society? And, And can we stop pretending that we're the same because we're not, you know?
1: Yeah yeah mm-hmm. thanks for that that's great and because
0: you're you're in business and i'm sure like just mm-hmm. even through this conversation i can see what a gift you are to your clients you know yeah. Yeah, particularly in business you. how do you as a female entrepreneur or as a woman that strongly identifies with their feminine mm-hmm. how do you navigate business now how do you how do you be a female feminine entrepreneur
2: well you know the thing that i've really leaned on in terms of the business model that I operate within and that I help my clients do, I see the structure and the strategy and the systems as the masculine container for your business. Mm, And when Mm. you create that to really support your feminine, then it's actually quite easy to be in your feminine and to succeed by operating in your feminine.
0: That is like a mic drop for me. Yeah. Yeah, it's a massive mic drop. That was massive. Yeah, yeah I love that. Because I've been, because I'm more in my feminine energy. And so I've been trying to explore, like business, a lot of business feels really heavy to me. I, mm. love, I love it when I just get to express myself. And yeah. when I'm coaching, I feel really alive. When I just get to do what I'm really good at. Mm-hmm. But the structural stuff is a real, it's like chewing sawdust. Yeah. So what I've been exploring is like, oh, what if I collaborated more with, mm-hmm other people and ideally a masculine person. And mm-hmm. so like even just this podcast, like having my brother who's in as masculine, me more of my feminine, the two of us, it kind of makes it work because yeah. he's going to hold the space. You know, I, it gives me the safety just to like express and just show up and do it. Yeah. And it kind of makes it work. Mm-hmm. So you, yeah, that's how I've been trying to do it. But you, you're saying actually you can build the structure and that becomes the masculine in the business. That's so cool. Yeah, Yeah, and
2: a lot of my clients really resist it because they're multi-passionate and they're creative and they want to just do all the feminine stuff in their business like you just mentioned. And it's interesting to me actually because in terms of my, my zone of genius in business building, actually it is that masculine side of business building that is my zone of genius. So I can help them create that masculine container that allows them to then spend, you know, most of their time playing and, and creating and connecting, um, resting. We can create a spacious schedule so that you're not in that hustling burnout mode. Oh, All I love like it. Yeah. yeah, it's liberating.
1: Yeah, it sounds really liberating. Yeah, that's fantastic. And and one of part of your question was how do you also honor your feminine energy. In business, but you were worried something about your personal relationships and how that relates to that as well. Is that the crossover, or what were you meaning well, there?
2: Yeah, it's you know it's this weird thing I think when I do have to play some masculine roles in my business, right? Yes. Yeah. And and one it's healthy. Like when I'm really balanced in that, I feel so good. But when it when it slips and it's not healthy, then what happens is I bring that masculine self into my, in my home relationship, right? Because I'm spending wow. X amount of time in my business, in my masculine. How do you then just like shut it off at like 5. PM when you close the laptop and I go upstairs <laughs> and now I'm feminine, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's right. Like, it's hard.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And have I, you? Yeah. No, you please. Yeah. Oh, have you found? Have you explored it since the podcast and since yeah. we talked about it?
2: Yes, I have so much because and and for me, I think it really is literally about actually being intentional about closing my day, you know, and doing mm, like mm. a five minute breath work meditation thing where I drop out of my head into my heart. I connect with my body. I soften. And, and there's that like real distinction, sort of like when you leave the office and you're driving home and you have a nice drive to decompress and, and, you know, just kind of separate work from home. We, we don't have that when we work from home and during these times when everything's at home. So yeah, like actually being intentional about, you know, changing over, transitioning.
1: Yeah. And uh, can you share yeah. with us how that might look?
2: Yeah, totally. So for me, it always starts with gratitude. Gratitude is... My gateway to feeling, it's – We were just talking th-
0: about that. You said that yesterday yeah. too. Yeah. Really? Yeah.
2: Awesome. Yeah. It's just – for me, it's just the easiest thing um, to, to drop into my feeling. It's a safe feeling for me. It's one that I'm excited to kind of use to feel – and I'll say three things I'm really grateful for. I always, I sit right here with my legs crossed. I have my peppermint roller, um, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> which I put on the back of my neck and it, it tingles. So there's like a physical sensation to it. And uh, and I'll put my hand on my heart, one on my, on my stomach. So my intuition and my heart, and I'll take three deep breaths. I'll say three things I'm grateful for. And then I'll set an intention for my evening, like the rest of my day. And then it's really simple, really, really simple. Three breaths to start, my gratitude, my intention, three breaths to close, and then I'm done.
1: Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's really good.
0: That's so smart. I was just thinking this morning in my meditation this morning, I was just so aware of I did this um, Wayne Dyer meditation that really drops you into your body. And I was like, oh, man, I'm so in my head all the time. Like I was so present when I got into Mm -hmm. my body just like, still you know i've been doing this for years and i'm still, I'm still like so in my head all the time and just mm. thinking 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 mm. yeah. and for me with um this guy i'm dating the challenge is that it's hard to switch off like you said I, I find it more we don't live together so i don't have to switch off at five o'clock thank god i don't know how you do that <laughs> but uh, even when like we have a weekend away we're in that kind of we're in the weekend away phase
2: that's so, the best yeah. <laughs>
0: It's really fun. But if I don't transition, I'll be thinking about work and, mm-hmm. okay, this is really fun, but I really just want to get home and get on the laptop. It's so embarrassing yeah. to admit that. But, like, I'm I'm really up in my head. So I've had to be really intentional about going, no, this is a weekend to really shut off.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Make sure by the end of the day on Friday, everything's closed out, you've done all your best, everything's, you know, done, and then just really drop into your body, slow down, yeah. And and I would say just be present is the big one for me is like mm. try to just really be in that moment because yes. if I'm, if I'm in my head, I'm wanting to constantly be somewhere else anywhere, but in this moment
2: when I'm yes. in my head.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah I relate really to
2: that. Sorry, Justin, and, go ahead.
1: No, that's all right. Um, and for the guys like lead in those moments. So mm. if you're, if your woman's being more feminine and dropping into their body and being present, because um, this is the opposite side, isn't it? Mm. Is that for the guys, step into that leadership, make those decisions, take the mm-hmm. take the role, um, be assertive. As long as you're doing it with devotion and mm-hmm. uh, anticipating your your partner's needs, then that's going to create the polarity. So if you're
0: if from the masculine side, like if your woman is coming home and she has got quite a particularly masculine role that she's in and she comes home and she is kind of, you can tell she is a bit on edge
1: and a bit sort of struggling <laughs> to draw into that. How can the man lead in that moment? Like what can they do? Uh, well, the first is to um, most men will notice something's up, yeah. like if they're maybe in their head or they're a bit stressed or they're snappy or however it goes. We all know what life's like yeah. when mm-hmm. we get home. <laughs> um, so ask how you're feeling. And then a request that your woman or your partner be, re- be responsible for the answer because the man doesn't need to be the toilet, the emotional toilet that just gets dumped on. That's actually quite disrespectful and not going to create any connection at all. No. So like, Hey, okay. I can see that you're feeling a bit stressed. You're a bit, you know, up in your head or you're, you're whatever is going on. So take some time out, look, sit down, I'll give you a shoulder rub. I'll um, run you a bath or mm-hmm. I'm, struggling to think of things that a a lady would love but it's something like that and uh, you know like take on that leading role because you actually if you know that that's going on then it is actually your job to help facilitate that returning to grace Mm. yeah because it's when you and
0: I don't know if you resonate with this Robin but I want to get in my body I want to get in that energy Mm. but oftentimes I can't and I may even just be annoyed and frustrated that I can't
1: yeah you know, so there'll be some tension. I mean, as we all know, it's yeah. navigating that, or yeah, how the individuals do that. Yeah, it's going to be messy. Yeah. to start with
2: yeah. Brendo's been so <laughs> amazing. Like he's honestly just such a gift. He just holds me. Like I'll just go upstairs. Mm. The way that I he knows when I'm in my masculine is I'll say I'm anxious. That's kind of like when I know I'm really because for me my anxiety is is that head like yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not the medical anxiety, it's just the like hamster in the wheel mindset, can't get present, feeling responsibility on me, you know, just all the things. And I'll just be like, oh, I'm just feeling anxious. And he'll just know and he just like, he'll literally just hug me and hold me for five minutes, 10 minutes, however mm-hmm. long it takes to just for me to just like soften. And wow. it worked for me, it works really, really, really powerfully.
1: Yeah, and you're being really responsible with your feelings, you see, and you're actually mm-hmm. you're you're saying it straight off the bat, and so he knows what to do. Well,
2: That's and I think a lot of the time, like we don't want them to fix us, right? It's like I don't want, yeah. I'm not coming to you to fix me. I'm not, I'm not yeah. expecting you to fix me. I just need a safe place to like be.
1: Yeah, and we're fixers, so yeah. all we want to do is fix. Yeah. So <laughs> shout out to the guys out there, and everyone will have heard it by now. Um, Women just want us to listen. Mm-hmm. Um, don't fix me. But actually, I think it's a bit more nuanced than that. We want to we hear your feelings. We want to hear how you f- truly feel. Mm-hmm. And then we can work on that as a way of um, letting I don't think you understand. I don't think you want to but I think, you know, that's an access. I would say yeah.
0: most, true. <laughs> most yeah, people True. Men, they don't really want to listen to feelings. That's half the problem. But yeah. <laughs> the, true. good point. Sorry, to, I'm not saying you're no, wrong, you're right. but I just was feeling into it. Then. Yeah. Like the, cause it's the, the challenges that the not wanting to be fixed is saying, you haven't heard me yet. You haven't mm. seen me yet. You're just trying to fix because you're, you don't want to be with this mess. Mm. Yeah. So, you just want
2: it to go away.
0: That's right. Yeah. But what I do actually want to be helped once I'm seen. Yeah. Once I'm felt, once you get me, once I Mm -hmm. show that you've shown me that you're actually committed to me, you're Mm -hmm. safe, you're here, you're present, you actually genuinely want to help and and you get it and you feel it, Mm -hmm. then fucking help away. Yeah. You know, fix away. Yeah. I think that's the nuance. Mm. Yeah. Is that fear?
2: Totally. And when you're saying this, I just feel like you're saying what I say in my business coaching sessions around marketing because. All the marketing that fails, it's like telling people the solution before hearing how the problem manifests for them. Mm. Not using the language that makes that person feel seen and heard and understood and honored. And then saying, I get it, and here's the solution. It's just like, boom, solution, solution, solution. And someone's Uh, like, whoa. So good. Right? And so, yeah, I think that communication piece is – it's just human to want to be heard and understood.
0: Yeah, I guess even in the masculine, the feminine part of men wants to be seen as well. Mm-hmm. Like mm. that part of us wants to be seen. Yeah. Mm. yeah. We all want to be seen. Everyone wants to be seen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And understood and heard. Mm. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. We're coming to a close, Robs. Um, yeah. Time flies. I don't want it to end. This yeah. has been awesome. <laughs> time flies when you're talking energy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Um, I could do this forever. Yeah, me too. Uh, We are in the middle of uh, a manifesting game this week, just Mm -hmm. because we both love manifesting. And probably by the time this goes out on the podcast, it'll be (laughs) weeks past the manifesting (laughs) game, but that's okay. We're Um, ahead. We're ahead. Yeah. To remind you of how fun the manifesting game was a few weeks ago. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Thank you to all those that participated. Exactly. Thanks for joining. Um, And congratulations to the winner. Boy,
1: that winner was happy. Yep. Boy. (laughs) Stoked.
2: I'm manifesting uh, that it's going to be me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: awesome. <laughs> You're like a fortune teller. You're yeah. Like a, yeah. You it's can like
0: manifest the win. Yeah. yeah. We've actually got everybody in the game is manifesting that they're winning the game. Yeah. So. yeah goes. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, how's manifesting worked in your life? Is it something that you've, uh, I know it's a part of your life. I'm just trying to be a good host here, but ask <laughs> a provocative question, do you use manifesting? Has it been a big part of your life?
2: <laughs> yeah. I um, Yeah. It's it's something that's always been part of my life. And I, again, didn't have the language for it, didn't understand any principles behind it. I think a lot of the time for me, it was just dreaming having a vision mm-hmm. and being intentional about taking aligned action towards that vision and realizing that when i would dream envision something that felt aligned i felt really good and so in the moments where things were wobbly i would just go back into that vision and feel the way i felt thinking about that thing happening and uh and i would just sort of naturally do that and so yeah a lot of things have happened like the craziest thing that happened. so just because it's relevant to this episode, I broke up with my ex before I met Brendan and um totally heartbroken. like my dad had to pick me up off the floor, couldn't move, was in bed, like oh, just wow. devastated. and I wrote a letter and I said, I'm not ever going to date again. Like, I don't want to date unless the next person's the guy that's never going to break my heart again. Wow. And I listed all of the things I wanted and all the things I needed and and just, like, this whole thing, and I visualized it, and then I met Brendan, like, not even two weeks later.
1: Jebus.
2: And he is the epitome, like, like, truly exactly that and the relationship that we have and the way he – loves me like the number one thing i wanted was to feel adored i didn't want someone to be like i love you i wanted to truly feel adored in that feminine mm. safe mm. way right of being like devoted to me and like cherishing me and honoring me and like he's just the epitome of it so it was two weeks
1: wow you're a super manifester. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Told you I'm going to win. <laughs> yeah.
1: I've got such a big grin on my face too. It's such a beautiful story. Like yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. I really, and because I know both of you, it's it's all the better. Yeah. yeah. Well done. Oh, thanks, Rob. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, this has been an amazing
0: conversation. I'm sure we're going to have many more conversations. Yeah, um, please. Oh, I would love
2: that.
0: And like I said, you're such a gift to the world and particularly yeah. to the, um, yeah. the women and men. <laughs> how do you work with
2: shout out to my five male clients. yeah
0: hey <laughs> um so yeah thanks for doing this work and thanks for coming on the show and giving us your time we really appreciate it and um yeah your podcast which i was a guest on yeah. is called the profitable way and right. i know you talk a lot about this type of thing what we're talking mm-hmm. about here this the integration of feminine masculine energy and business and how you can yeah. do it if you're a what did you describe your clients as
2: An early stage, soulful, service-based entrepreneur.
0: There we go. Wow. I love that. Yeah, Yeah, I love that too. Cool. And I think the best place to follow you is on Instagram because you give away so much free content over and over and over. I love your content on Instagram. So it's at robin.gooding on Instagram if you want to follow Robs, I'm going to start following you too. Yeah, you should. Uh,
2: I'll follow (laughs) you back.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Follow for a follow, guys. Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) the best marketing strategy ever
0: totally that's right <laughs> thanks Bye. rob have a great week yeah thank
2: you so much for having me it's been such a fun
0: fun time to connect with you. so that was the wonderful robin gooding thank you robin for being on the show wow it was so good to have a um, a female perspective because although i try to bring a feminine perspective i'm still a big goofy male at the end of the day <laughs> me too <laughs> i'm just a big goofy male for sure working out working our way through it yeah, yeah it was I think it was a good discussion. I think we, I learned something. I think Robin learned something. Um, and I think it was actually a really nice open discussion.
1: Yeah, that's right. And it's hopefully the first of many. Yeah. Because it's I such so an too. interesting topic and one that hopefully you guys have got something out of and whether that's shown a light on your relationships or how you do business or how you want to do those things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I imagine for some people it was triggering, some people it was insightful, inspiring, uh, we'd love to hear from you each on this mm. one because it is you know, our first female guest and uh, we'd love to hear what came up for you. I'll post the episode in the group and if you could comment on it and just let us know what you think and give us some feedback, that would be great. Yeah,
1: please do. Awesome. Great to be on another episode. See you next week. That was The Transformation Bros with Jason and Nathan.